Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Creators Lounge podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ben Jay, and uh, this is a super cool episode because this is the first time that a guest is making a second appearance on the show. So I hope everyone gives a warm welcome to Ice Cream Colt. My man, give us the introduction. What is your name? Where are you from? What do you do? I'm Ice Cream Colt, or Riley. You can call me whatever. Uh, um, what's your name? Instra- uh, I, I'm just a beat maker. I'm so bad at talking. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but dude, no, dude. It's, it's great to have you back. And the last time you were on the, it was on the show, September 23rd, 2018. So we're moving into yeah. like, it's been like a, a year and a half <laughs> since the last time you were here. Give us a quick yeah. rundown. What has happened since that time until now? Yes. So, um, a ton of stuff has happened, um, but it's all relative, you know. It's it's all crazy. Life is really crazy right now. I bet for especially a lot of people. Um, so I not only going outside of just be making stuff. I mean, actually, let's start there. I've done a ton of work. I've released three albums, including this one we're going to talk about today. Three projects, um, and some other singles and stuff. Uh, I made a Smash Brothers dedicated album. I don't know if that I did that before. I'm pretty sure I did that before this one. Um, that was in between. Uh, and I played a beat competition in Seattle that was sold out. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't win it, but I was at it. <laughs> um, I've played, I started playing a bunch of shows uh, around Bellingham and Seattle. Um, and uh, with a few people I know, we started a band called Hockey Teeth. And we actually recently played at a, this battle of the bands called Sounds of the Underground. It was like couple months and we won the whole thing which is pretty crazy uh which they we got some uh which is pretty cool the prizes included like playing at a couple festivals the only problem is uh the festivals got canceled thanks to oh my <laughs> God. Stuff. So, um that's crazy but uh yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff going on so it's, much stuff going on that's fantastic to hear congratulations on winning the competition by the way that is super you. super yeah. awesome so you've just been adding a bunch of stuff to like your resume and like your experience <laughs> bank and, and just building and stuff dude it's fantastic yeah, yeah. so so how do you feel about everything though because you have done so much since the last time we talked on the podcast and do you feel like are you are you feeling good about everything or how do you feel right now yeah. uh it's it's kind of funny because uh, I really just feel the same, <laughs> like in in not like uh, not like I don't feel like I've progressed. I feel like I've progressed, but um, it's not like uh, oh I'm here and I want to and this is it. Like of course I want to do more um, and set my goals even higher or set new goals. But uh, yeah, no, I I just want to keep working and uh, I'm I'm generally happy with where I am though too. Like if this is all I did, like pretty sweet yeah man no yeah. i totally get it i think i think for us as as creators like it never ends you know like there's always something yeah. new to create there's always a new uh, feeling <coughs> to express or, or an idea we want to build on so and i'm so glad to hear you you are enjoying it you are happy with it because it's easy to be dissatisfied you know with where you are uh a lot of people you know get stuck in that trap where it's like oh i don't have enough listeners enough followers you know enough comments or whatever you know but i yeah. think it's so important to like you and me are both doing play the long game you know and just enjoy every step of the process appreciate what we have done you know and they keep putting in the work for the next step so yeah. today we're going to focus on the newest album uh so i want to rewind 
Do you remember when you started planning and thinking about the making this album specifically? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of funny. It's it wasn't like all right. I'm gonna make a new project uh, just from the get go. I, you know, just probably like most producers, just started making some beats, and I had probably like five or six songs, and I'm like, okay, or beats, uh, whatever. Um, and uh, some people really like to distinguish the difference between songs and beats. I was, yeah, was going to ask you about that to give us a quick, yeah. cause I think some of the audience might not be familiar with it. What mm. is the difference between a song and a beat, and how do you feel about that? Yeah, so to me, uh, really it's all the same, but uh, maybe for for the people who really, for the people I know who like to distinguish them, um, a beat probably is really focused on something rhythmic, and probably... Uh, if we're talking about maybe like stereotypes or something, probably not uh, not as like emotionally interesting. It's more just like something you know to dance to and or something to like enjoy for a yeah. moment and then be done. You okay. use it for a purpose okay. and it's gone. Uh, where a song kind of tells a story to some people. Okay. Um, I think I think it's all the same. I think you can tell a story with a beat, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so you're in the studio. You've got about five or six beats that you're working on, mm -hmm. and then what yeah. starts coming together? You might like, oh, I should put these together on EP or yeah. So I started, yeah, like okay, I got some stuff. I got some rough drafts. This is pretty sweet. Um, from here, I want to start, yeah, like planning something else. So the first thing I did is I paid an artist to make the album art that's on there cool. um and uh yeah no i, I paid the artist and it, it was like a sizable amount of money definitely like at least i uh, it was like 200 bucks <laughs> okay yeah 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 well, I, thanks for I, mentioning that because i think it's important yeah. for a lot of artists to hear that younger artists who haven't quite got into like putting time into making album art and paying people to do it but it's it's kind of a necessary step especially the the more yeah. you move up and the more you want to do with the project you know yeah so uh but the album art itself is a beautiful beautiful picture so uh, you know good work to the artist and to you as well yeah did you like sketch out a rough draft of how you wanted it to look or like how did you design the album cover yeah first off shout out i hope i don't butcher their name but uh on instagram it's at weasel.jfif okay. um yeah i i have her linked all over my instagram and i'll, I'll link it on the episode this episode as well Let me so. see. yeah amazing artist uh they did an amazing job. Um, but yeah, uh, basically we just emailed back and forth and I sent some pictures that I thought uh, was kind of like the vibe I wanted and described. Mm -hmm. And basically they would just send me, uh, yeah, all these pictures back and forth. And I, I was with, with it like the whole process, which is kind of like intimidating and because you know i'm not i'm not a visual artist yeah. i don't know what to do but uh it was nice though because i got to give a lot of feedback and i got exactly what i wanted so mm -hmm. uh, i was really happy with that and yeah that's what like decided the rest of my uh, album making process i see was having that to like look back through and, all right this is a real thing now i'm gonna work on this instead of just make more beats just for whatever right 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 that's how interesting I, I like that it's cool yeah no like you said like it can be intimidating but communication is so important um on any kind of in any kind of relationship business or personal or whatever and so especially for something like album art because you know you want it to represent exactly what you have in your mind and so yeah. working with someone to create that vision you've got to communicate about it but yes album Melt came out incredible album is called monsoon tell us about yeah. the the idea behind that yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, 
it's kind of funny. There's a couple reasons why I picked that, um, but it wasn't the initial title. It wasn't like, this is what it's going to be called. There was a couple names. Um, I have some demos that I gave out to my friends where it was called like Hidden Sea or something uh, and some other names. So there's some like, you know, shitty demos out in the world <laughs> of this album that yeah. like, under different names. But uh, Monsoon actually, initially, I got the idea because I've been playing this video game called Risk of Rain 2 and the hardest difficulty is called Monsoon. Um, <laughs> this is a stupid little shout out, but uh, awesome. that's where I got it initially. And there were other many other reasons why I stuck with it because uh, I wanted um, ultimately this to be about my experience. Uh, I'm I'm finishing up college right now. This is my last quarter. Um, really weird last quarter to finish on, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so I wanted to kind of be like a pseudo senior project um, to finish it out. That's why. You know, it has a lot more tracks than my other things, and uh, I spent a lot of time working on it and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. I love it. I think it's interesting as well. I think that <laughs> video games have been like a big influence for you over the years. Dude, yeah. Guessing that just from like the, the Smash Bros. Uh, EP you did <laughs> and like Monsoon right here. It's really cool. It's, it's interesting to hear the stuff behind the scenes like this because obviously for someone if they see the word monsoon like they wouldn't immediately associate it with a video game Definitely. you know yeah. but like, you start talking about it and you kind of learn more about the character behind it all okay so i want to ask you another thing before we talked about the song specific the individual mm-hmm. tracks uh you had like about <coughs> five or six songs decided to do an entire album uh, mm-hmm. once you decided to do an entire album did you start thinking more about like storyline or did you just keep making tracks like you normally do yeah so I definitely did not think about a storyline sort of thing, um, but I, I'm yeah, I more thought about what like what I kind of wanted as like a vibe or like what sounds fun to make. Like I, I would you know I, I've never made a beat in three four. Like let's try do, doing something. That I want to do something like that. And I had some general like music theory like guidelines and uh, some other holes I wanted to fill. Um, and that's how I would pick out the other tracks to fit. Um, I'm, I mean, I think a storyline would be cool, but yeah, I wasn't looking for that uh, in this. Yep, yep, makes sense. Okay. And you mentioned about doing new stuff like doing beats <laughs> in 3-4. You also did some really cool tempo changes on the tracks on the yeah. album. So let's go ahead and jump yeah. into the album and the songs individually. First song on the album is Rob Wildheart. And yeah. it's literally a track called Jen the Endless. Mm-hmm. Is there any special meaning behind the names, or no, did you just like yeah. come up with them off the top? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna call this song thing. Rob Wildheart, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so those are actually my parents' first names. Okay. Uh, I'm, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many people will do that, but um, one thing I really like about lo-fi and maybe just beats in general, mostly lo-fi though, is it can be really like sentimental. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and so. I started a while ago. I have a few other songs called Aaron and Ben, which are two of my cousins that I, we were just really close friends. Yeah. Um, and so with the title thing, like their name and then comma title, uh, <laughs> another game thing, this isn't a video game, but the card game Magic the Gathering, they have like these characters and, you know, like the, they're called like planeswalkers and they have like titles after them. So I thought it was really cool how they're like, say one of them's like Jace the Mind Sculptor. There's also like other titles for the same character though, and it's like a different card. So I was just like fucking around. I was just like thinking it's, it'd be kind of funny or like cool 
if I thought of like different titles like that, so, you know, something comma, and then like, what do you think like a, a snapshot of this person would be like? And so I decided I'm going to start making beats and just naming them after people. Uh, it's also like a ton of stress uh, making, maybe not a ton, but more than a normal beat because you want it to like, you obviously like you want to show them and you want them to like enjoy it. Uh, none of these people listen to beats. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the bar is very extremely low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not expecting uh, anything. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. How did um, you react though? Did you actually show your mom and dad the tracks or? or... Definitely. Yeah. No, and they like it. They're generally supportive. Uh, but yeah, like they don't really know what to look for. And they're kind of like, all right, like it's pretty cool. <laughs> <That's> cool <song. laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, fantastic, exactly. man. <laughs> No, it's really cool. It's really, really cool because, like you said, like lo-fi is a very emotional <coughs> and moody kind of genre, you know. And so, yeah, that to have that kind of tribute to someone you love and care about, it's a really cool way to to express your love. <clears throat> now, in this track, Rob, um, I mentioned before about tempo changes. Rob, the Wild Heart, is that track with the tempo changes within it. Where did the idea for that come from, and was it hard to walk into the track? Yeah, so part of it was just like wanting to do something. Like I knew I wanted to do that song is in the the tempo change part is in three four and the rest of it is four four. Um, and I knew I wanted to speed up during that tempo change part. That's partly because uh, just like kind of a storyline. Like I wanted the sections to be really distinct because I thought my dad has two really distinct characteristics about him. He's like this fun dude, but also uh, some of his, <laughs> sometimes when he's hanging out with his buddies, they can like really jab at him and make fun of him. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like, like thinking about that. Um, and so I wanted to have these distinct sections uh, and tempo changes I thought was like a really good way to make it very distinct from the yeah. part. Um, Dude, that's really, really uh, cool. Really cool. Nice. No, it's awesome that it's, because it's true, like you said, that I think there's some stuff I've noticed for myself <laughs> that I'll do subconsciously in my art or my content and then later mm -hmm. i go back and unpack it and i'm like oh wait a minute this is because of this this is because of this yeah you know like with your dad's personality and everything uh it's the same thing <laughs> it's fun to just yeah it's fun to do it sometimes it's me just fucking around and then later I, that's what was the case for this but, but other times it's like i should do something because of that yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to tie things together in general, I think. It is, man. Give stuff meaning and character. Yeah, for sure. What about for the track, Jen, The Endless? Was there anything special mm -hmm. about that one that related back to like, your mom's personality or who yeah. you are as the person? So that one was mostly because uh, that track I played out on uh, my keyboard completely by myself. And I, it was part of it was that is I see my mom as someone who like <laughs> get shit done or something and like I, I had written a piece like the melody and harmony and everything instead of like you know starting from a bass or anything or using samples uh and then part of it was i, I don't know just the melody just reminded me it was just that's something i can't explain almost uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's really cool though <clears throat> all right so the next track i want to talk about is saita Saita is, as long as I'm pronouncing it correctly, <clears throat> kind of gave me some new job is vibes on that one. I'm not sure what it yeah, was, yeah. but it, it did. Talk to us about that idea. Um, where did it come from and, and everything? First off, thanks. That's a huge compliment. Uh, <laughs> new job. Dude, no, for new real. Job is, I never know how to pronounce that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he's super influential and an amazing, amazing artist. Uh, but, yeah, so with that track, I was actually trying to think about uh, it's it's a lot of this just starts from you know just fucking around making beats. Sure. Um, sure. That one specifically though is a really 
uh, important, and this is what I want to talk talk about that track. Uh, it's a really important focus on drums um, because there's like a drum solo in the begin beginning, and uh, there's some weird like pattern things. I don't know. Basically, I just wanted to say like I really try to focus on drums a lot sometimes, and by that I mean like specific patterns. I'm by no means a drum expert, but I think I have some friends who will say like, ah, like drums are overrated. Like drum, I don't want to use drums in this song or like drums. They even, as far as like dislike them. And I think they're, in my opinion, I, I think drum, drums are often overlooked and possibly an underrated, very underrated instrument in my opinion. Um, I don't know though for sure, but you know, because they only have like, they can only make a certain sound. They can only make a certain amount of sounds. There's no pitches. Yeah. Like, you can't tell a story. Some people think, um, but yeah, I think they're overlooked, and I think you can, like, by really honing in, especially in production, mm -hmm. uh, because we're so used to, you know, like, I'll just put a kick in the one, and then put a snare, the whatever, two or three, or and four. Uh, you can just get, like, into this rhythm of just making, like, similar drums on a lot of tracks. So that's my challenge to any producer watching this, is just go nuts with drums. <laughs> just do something crazy. That's a good challenge, man. That's a good challenge as well. I mean, I think for Wi-Fi, like uh, the beat aspect of that, like the drum beat aspect, is really important for carrying the track. It's funny. Um, I kind of relate to what your friends say about disliking drums, at least in my younger years, because I felt like they were so monotonous. You know, it was it was, exactly. it was a little bit hard to listen to every single song. Always has to have a beat, and so I kind of like the other side of it as well, where you can make a song with no drums you know and, and the kind of cool stuff you can do with that but Definitely. like you said yeah. as i've gotten older though like <clears throat> there's a lot to appreciate in drums especially seeing some of the great drum artists from throughout times personal yeah, yeah. favorite is from the band x japan uh the artist yoshiki okay. and he's like, nice. a really talented drummer so i love watching his performances i was kind of like oh damn yeah. i was like drums were actually pretty sick <laughs> yes. yeah. but yeah you know like you said it's important to innovate and kind of explore new things with drums We'll jump to the next one. Minus Tirith or Minus Tirith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reference to J.R.R. Tolkien. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And it's also the shortest song on the album. Uh, yes. Why the reference to Tolkien and what kind of influence has Tolkien had on you in your life? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've watched all the movies. I've read The Hobbit, I've read The Fellowship of the Ring, and The Two Towers, and I have The Return of the King, and I've read through part of it. Mm -hmm. haven't finished it yet. Um, all great books. Um, yeah, no, I, I just really enjoy it. The thing for me that I feel most about uh, The Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien is it kind of has that same, uh, what do I want to say, like use or, it, the use for me is like when I'm sick. And, I, and I'm stuck in bed. I'm always, I'm always watching The Rings. It's like my comfort movie. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but like, yeah, that sort of thing. Or if I need to recuperate. Uh, but it's kind of like a similar thing to like, uh, you know, like beats and lo-fi music for people. Like, oh, that's their like recuperate music. I, maybe it's not the exact thing, but to me, it, it's in use. Yeah. Uh, so I associate them together, kind of way. Um, but yeah, yeah. In yeah. in that track. Even though it's really short, mm. um, which is like, huh, like, this is really short and endlessly fast. Like, is this really a beat? Really song? Should you put it on this? Uh, the thing with it for me is uh, actually I tried, like, a really weird technique where I took a drum loop that I got from this vinyl break record I sampled. And the drummer from my band that I've been playing with, Hockey Teeth, 
uh, I had him come in and, and play over it. And then I mixed the two together. So it's kind of like, and the drums are actually really weird. I, it's, I hope that no one can tell that it's like at the point where it just sounds like one drum, but it's actually, yeah, like a real drummer and then vinyl drums from like oh, this record yeah. together. Yeah, so it's really weird, but it's just this short track. Dude, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, if you hadn't yeah. told me that, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have noticed it. I'm gonna go back now and like listen for that carefully because that's so cool. <laughs> It's interesting, like, how many small details like that can be lost to the general audience whenever a song gets put Definitely. out, you know, whereas to us as musicians, like, we know, like, the backstory, we know the project file, we know exactly what everything is, you know. So exactly. I, I, I think that's the fun of it, is just spending so much time focusing on these details that ultimately no one's going to notice, or, you know, some people might notice, some people might watch this and then go back and notice, uh, but uh, it's just fun for me to do that. Uh, to to dig these to plant these seeds that you know someone might find but it's just planting the seed that's fun <laughs> to me i don't know dude yeah 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 absolutely no because uh here's the way i think about stuff is that things have the meaning that we give to it and so it's the same yeah. way like with our music you know like we give our music meaning and stories and value and so it becomes important to us <laughs> And because it's important to us, other people can vibe with it as well because they can see that kind of authenticity in the track. That's Definitely. beautiful. I love that. And it's also a big reason why I started, like, why I wanted to sit down with you and do it like this because, like, um, lately with a lot of my producer friends, like, we've been talking about, like, our project files and everything that's hidden within them. And I'm like, guys, like, no one knows about this because not, we're not talking about it on social, you know? So I wanted to sit down with people more these days and, and kind of dig into their tracks and, and really yeah. break it down and everything because there's so many stories buried in there that people totally miss, you know? Also, I want to ask you one more thing, Riley, about the uh -huh. length of a track, because like we talked about mm -hmm. already, uh, Minas Tirith is like the shortest track on the album. Do you do you think about like song length whenever you're producing? Because obviously like for people who are looking to make top 40 or like EDM tracks, like they always have to be at least three minutes <coughs> long, four minutes long. Whereas for the beat community, it's usually shorter, a minute, two minutes. There's a lot of debate over like what how long a song should be. Where do you fall on that conversation? If you would have asked me this question uh, seven years ago or five years ago, maybe I would have said yes, yeah, six minutes. That's what it has to be, six minutes or longer. Um, but as I as I've gotten older and progressed, uh, I basically don't think of it as like I need to make because uh, a good, good point you were saying is beats is a lot of the time they're shorter and seeing. All these other people, my peers, uh, making beats, um, they're so short. And a lot of my favorite beats are short, and then I just repeat it a lot. So it's, it's like an added benefit. Um, and I have a really big fear of making something super long, and then people getting bored, uh, which is fine. You know, it's, I mean, the album is on one track on SoundCloud, which is 40 minutes, so um, very quickly can get bored of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, um, I don't think of it as much when I'm making a beat, especially, uh, as what time should I try to hit? I think of it more as like, what sections should I go into? Um, what would, what would be fun to me? Um, so if I think like, oh, I could add another section, even though this is only a minute long and I probably should, I don't think it needs it. I think, I think there's a beginning and an end here and I think it's good. And then I just leave. Yeah. Um, but if I think there's, it's unfinished, like, I felt like repetitive or, wasn't interesting enough to me mm -hmm. then i'm gonna add something and make yeah. it longer it's great man it's great no i agree with you i think that i felt a lot more <laughs> kind of judgment about it in my early days as a producer you know thinking that songs mm -hmm. had to be a certain length 
as I've become more confident in my own sound and doing what I want to do, like I've kind of just embraced like, no, this is my song and I'm going to make it long or short, depending on, like you said, the need of the song, whether it needs to be longer yeah. or shorter, you know. And it's been especially in, uh, like encouraging, I think, to see more and more songs be shorter. Um, uh, poor example, but uh, the rapper 6ix9ine, like a lot of his songs were only like two minutes long, you know. And yeah. so to see people from different genres jumping on and having like shorter tracks, it's kind of like, he's like, yes, I wanted this, <laughs> you know, embrace yeah, the yeah. shortness. <laughs> but like you said earlier, like uh, you talked about like lo-fi being emotional. I think that like the mood or the power of a song doesn't depend on the length of the song. You know, like you can make just as big of an impact in a one minute long song as you can like in a six minute song different yeah. for every track all right Definitely. the next song on the album is home home is the next one mm -hmm. it's got incredible sound effects really cool percussion low pass filters uh it's a standout track was it representing like like going home uh the cozy feeling of home like what was kind of the inspiration behind that one and the name yeah so that one started from a motif actually uh i had been playing the intro song on keyboard of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time a bunch. It actually has a small snippet of the like the melody. Of. If you yeah, if you play it back, there's one part. See if you can catch it if, if you're familiar with it. But uh, so mostly about the cozy feeling because I associate I associate uh, that game, that video game, with being at home a lot. I played it a ton in my childhood, so that's that's that track that's pretty much all i can say that's <laughs> it's awesome just zelda. yeah <laughs> zelda is timeless man zelda is a classic game yep. and, and ocarina of oh, time yeah. beautiful song it's so cool to be able to take those songs from like old <laughs> video game soundtracks and to use them in modern day music as well yeah. i know one a big one for me that i still listen to i haven't got to use it myself but it's one of my favorite video game songs uh the sticker bush uh symphony from donkey kong land yeah. 2 I'm not sure. Oh, if with that it sounds one. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I would know it, but I if you I, heard it, I yeah, you you'd recognize it for sure. It's one of the iconic songs. <laughs> like so many of those so those those game soundtracks from the '90s, like you know, like it's childhood for us. You know, we hear it and we yeah. go back to childhood. We go back to home. We go back to a certain space and time. It's awesome that you were able to uh, to use it in your tracks nowadays. Nice. Okay, next one is Oya Suminasai. Uh, <laughs> the vocal sample. Where did the vocal sample come from? So it's, it's this short film. I remember I was hunting because I just wanted someone saying that. I just wanted saying, you know, good night in Japanese. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it in the style I wanted. Yeah. So it was this horror short film or something. I don't know if it was horror, but it was a short film. I couldn't find it. I couldn't tell you where it was. I, try, I tried to look for it before this podcast, but I, I couldn't. You couldn't find it. How interesting. It disappeared off the yeah. internet. <laughs> That's so cool. I think I'm... It might have been on the Internet Archive. No I, I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, but of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it might have been on there or something, but I don't know where it is. Yeah, That's wild. That's... Yeah, you know? <laughs> someone needs to really have to like start the search now. No, it's really cool. You were able to like pull it from that that um, <coughs> short film, and now it's gone forever. We don't even know where it came from. It makes it even more <laughs> mysterious in some sense. Uh, also, the strings and the guitars, if I can ask, was that a sample as well, or was that original, the strings yes. and guitars? Yeah, there was. Uh, okay. It's this Bossa Nova record I, I have. I, mm -hmm. I like to do a lot of my samples from vinyl. Uh, I have a turntable. But yeah, I'm, I don't remember it. I'll, honestly, a lot of my records I'll get uh, the free bin at this record store. <laughs> yeah, near, near my house in, in Bellingham at college. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I just, 
no, no, I yeah, I, I understand. Like for for like getting a sample like that, you know, you get the sample, you chop it up, you put it on your hard drive, and you just you use it later on, so you don't recall it specifically. Exactly. Um, how often do you do like sample ripping and stuff like that? As far as like getting a, a record and taking the, the beat, the sample off of it, do you do it like on a regular basis, or only like when you're looking to make a new song? Usually only when I'm looking to make a new song. So what I'll usually do though is before I use it to make a song, I'll try to get like a bunch of them uh, and just get them on there just so I have a bunch for later. And then sometimes I don't even need to. Like I have a bunch already. So okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no. Usually in those situations, it's more of a you are, you get as many as you can, and then you can just choose the amount of ones you need. I was talking with a friend yesterday about recording uh, Sound Folly for one of his tracks, and so nice. he said he spent like three hours recording like maybe fifty or or sixty minutes of of uh, sound effects, and then he only used like you know two or three minutes of the actual sound effects. So hey. it's just the way it is, like with sampling and that kind of thing. Okay, so I'm really excited about the talk to talk about the next one. It's my possibly my favorite track on the album nevada nevada mm-hmm. whole album is phenomenal but nevada specifically that that one jumped out to me whenever i was listening the first mm-hmm. time and i still go back and, and listen to it uh i don't know something about like the the sample on there the rhythm like everything just pulled me into the track i really love Thank it you. talk to us about the creative process behind that one yeah so it's the same sample as oyasu minasai mm-hmm. uh not the ex- exact same chops but uh the same song um, but that song is funny because I made that completely off my laptop in a car and we were in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? I was in a car. Yeah. Uh, I added some things later and I'm, I'm, you know, I had it mixed and mastered and stuff, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the initial like beat and the whole, most of it is, was made like during this. Dude, drive. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> How many hours were you in the car? driving oh uh we were driving from uh las vegas to uh seattle oh. so it was like 17 hours. time you had time yeah <laughs> dude that's so so cool and were you yeah. playing the audio like out loud or did you like put your headphones on and start walking I had my headphones on, yeah. all right man that's so cool that makes me, me love the song even more now actually to know that story behind it it's gonna make it even more special <laughs> to listen to yeah, no, it's hard to make music on the road. It, a little bit like, you know, the bumps and stuff on the road is kind of hard. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> That's really fun. cool. All right, next one. The use of filters repetition on Say are super remarkable. Like all the elements of that song. Also, some pretty strong 70s vibes. I, I got 70s vibes. I don't know about you, but I kind of got some 70s mm-hmm. vibes from that one. Uh, what about yeah. Is there a story behind this one? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really good friends with this producer, Barnes Boulevard. He lives really close to me. Um phenomenal producer Um, by the way you guys should check him out yeah um yeah he's a good friend of mine so we had like uh uh just like we do like rhythm roulette competitions just like they do on like youtube stuff where we have like random samples uh and so that was one that we got these samples also harbor day is another artist that does it um harbor day's partner uh made like a, a cd playlist and we had to use only songs off that cd uh for everything, the drums, the sample, every, like we couldn't have any external sounds except for from the CD. Oh my gosh! Uh, that was that, and we only had an hour to make it. So that that's that song was made in less than an hour, and it's it's really like kind of like rough around the edges because I kind of just like squashed it like with a compressor <laughs> and just like used crazy effects. Um, but it was it's honestly out of most of the tracks on there, it's one of my favorites, which is why I kept it. Uh, 
just because partly because it was like a good experience doing that rhythm roulette thing and then also just because i just like it i don't know i can't explain yeah it's random dude that's so cool though made in under an hour unbelievable and that's another point <laughs> as well that that comes up i think in the music scene is one of them is like about the length of the song other one is about how long it takes to make a song you know and a lot of people like to kind of flex and stuff about like oh i spent 200 hours on this track whatever but yeah you know like in this case right here like spending an hour on a track you can make something that's pretty super cool i mean i know <laughs> i've done a track in one day uh, I don't know about yeah. an hour. That's pretty. That's pretty intense. It was pretty fast. Pretty yeah. intense. But I have remembered before. Um, I was in like some kind of beat competition with my friends, and the beat that I made, I later on ended up releasing it. So nice. it's really cool yeah. to do that kind of pro those kind of projects with your friends. You know, get together and make something because some beautiful stuff can come out of it for sure. Definitely. Gonna jump to the next track. Next track is called yeah. Past. Um, this one was interesting to me because the way that you did the sampling uh, was very reminiscent of Pogo, uh, the artist Pogo. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I don't think so, yeah. He does, like, on YouTube, he's famous for doing, like, the Disney mashups where he'll cut clips from wow. Disney movies and then, like, make a song out of I'll the clips from it. So, uh, yeah. from South Africa, cool dude. Um, what is the sample on the, what is the sample on that track, if you remember? Uh, so, actually... Because I really liked how Say ended up a while back. That song was made early 2019, Say, the beat. Mm -hmm. uh, so it inspired the rest of this project a lot. Uh, but I, that's, Say was sampled from an indie rock song, mm -hmm. which I didn't really look to for samples too much. Sure. Um, and so that's what um, passed. And later we're going to talk about Moon Eyes, which mm -hmm. is those were both sampled from indie rock songs. I don't remember the name, sure. names of them. I could find them, I bet, if I looked through my computer. It's so cool, but... though. Indie rock to kind of blow <laughs> genres like that, going from indie rock to the kind of music that you make. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it hard to walk with that, or, or is it fairly easy once you got into the studio? Yeah, it's it's easier than people think. I uh, it, Easier than most would think. When you start chopping things up to their little bits, mm -hmm. uh, which is how I like to make beats, I like to chop them up. Instead of using, like, a loop, mm -hmm. I just like to... You know, just cut it up like crazy and make it unrecognizable. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, it doesn't really matter too much. Like you'd be surprised. Like some things, some weird genres. You know, seventies jazz fusion starts to sound a lot more like indie rock when you start. <laughs> you get it down yeah. a small bit. No, it's true. And when you get stuff down like to the very small bits of it, like it becomes really malleable, and you can kind of adjust yeah. it for whatever kind of sound you're yeah. making. It is. It's interesting that. People who do sampled music, like, uh, there's not a lot of diversity in the samples in, in some sense. You know, we generally stick yeah. to stuff from, like, the 70s or 80s instrumental yeah. stuff. But, you know, I know that for myself, I even sampled a song that's, like, super recent, from, like, the last five years. It's, like, this indie folk song. And so, like, mm -hmm. there is so much that we can do if we kind of open our horizons a little bit and experimented more, like you said. Like, just like chopping something down to like the bare minimum and then pulling something out of it like it's very possible yeah also the the name of the song past is that mm -hmm. like talking about like your past or or something else how do you feel about your past looking back <laughs> uh i think i think i've had a good past mostly uh mostly <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the song is mostly just because uh, i really liked how that sample uh like i cut up the word saying past a lot so it's just like yeah. Simple yeah. song. People can remember that's okay. This is that. 
Makes yeah, sense. exactly. Yeah, it just makes sense from the, the song lyrics, exactly, for sure. Teal Telepath, that's that's like mm-hmm. a classic Ice Cream Colt song right there. Like, when I heard it, I was like, <laughs> okay, this is classic. This is Riley's yeah. classic sound right here. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's got the jazzy R&B backing. It's got some synths on top, the hip-hop style beat. It's all very, very, mm-hmm. very, very Ice Cream Colt. Does the color teal have a special meaning to you? So, that's, that's funny. Uh, I really like that color. Uh, I actually wouldn't consider it my favorite color, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. weird, controversial opinion. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought that was a cool name that just popped in my head. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I think it's kind of similar to me, I don't know, or the meaning for me and the beat is it has this, like, glidey, like, uh, my friends call it a G-Funk synth. Um, that's in, you know, in most of the songs. And it just made me think about, like, I don't know, just, like, wizards and telepath, tele telekinetic people uh so yeah. that's, that's the inspiration behind that song also that song is the first time i tried experimenting with making a track that never has a repeating section so everything just goes to something else like it just keeps evolving until it ends um i don't know if that's necessarily considered through composed but like somewhat in that vein uh because a lot of people will be like oh beats are so repetitive so that's like I kind of like making songs as answer to people's opinion to people's statements. Uh, I think you know you I've, you've been showing me these tracks, but a lot of them like i just they're so repetitive. And then I'll be like, but well, listen to this. And like <laughs> oh shit, yeah, that answers that my question. <laughs> yep. So it's fun to experiment with stuff. That's awesome. Cover man. your uh, cover, you know, whatever you think. Uh, you know, fuck, what am I trying to say? Cover what you think people are gonna you know it's the word Crit- criticize you for it yeah there we go yeah. there we go dude that's so <laughs> cool no it's really interesting and i think that you did that really really well on this album everything Appreciate from it. like this track right here to the super <laughs> short track before like the three-fourths rhythm and the other track like you know you kind of went all over the place touching on all the bases so well done <laughs> on that the next track uh super curious about this one uh rake rake is the yeah. name of the song like immediately yeah. when i saw the name rake i was, I was like this is a cool beat i was like what is this song i was like rake was like, okay <laughs> like you know I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm curious about that it's a, like, it's a good yeah. song too like you know I, I it got like the rain ambience in the beginning it got some edm influence a little bit a little mm-hmm. bit reminiscent of flume some of flume stuff a little bit yeah, reminiscent yeah. of that so uh i gotta know if it's like if, if there's any special reason for the name and like what's the inspiration for the track on that one I was really inspired by the song Warm Thoughts, I think. Yeah. It's called by Flume. It's the mm-hmm. similar, like, piano vibe. Yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm really glad you heard Okay. That. All right. No, I noticed it. I didn't want to, like, just be like, like, oh, this is the same thing. But I was like, it was like, there's some, there's some same vibe right there. Yeah. yeah. That's epic. That was awesome. Uh, I also sampled myself in that. I was just fucking around on my, my piano. My parents have a piano. And so I recorded myself playing piano and that's all the samples for that song. Uh, because I didn't really have a good miking technique, and it's kind of weird. Like, it's I was really iffy about that beat actually making it uh, because to me, like the whole time work, oh, this sounds like shit. It's never gonna work. But uh, in the end, I was like, eh, like I made it. I enjoy it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are some other tracks that didn't make the cut uh, for other reasons too, which is funny. How, if you were to put a number on it, how many of uh, tracks did you make that didn't make the cut? <clears throat> Just like I think there was an estimation. About three. about three songs? Okay. Yeah. Some of them are like projects I started and I, I could have 
you know, finished mm-hmm. and then put them on, but I decided not to. Decided not to. Which, similar reasons. Like, I was like, this isn't going to fit in what my idea of sure. fitting yeah, yeah, yeah. How interesting. Okay. Yeah, and three isn't, isn't even that many songs to cut. You know, usually they, some people have like, you know, 10 songs they yeah. decide to just put to the side and make another EP. <laughs> so uh, we are now on to the song Moon Eyes, which you wanted to talk about earlier. You said that you used the indie rock sample in this one as well. Yep. Uh, something that was really cool about this track is on the, the chorus part, there's like a, like a, almost like a screaming uh, synth. Kind of makes me think of like a screaming yeah, yeah. ghost or something. Uh, where did that <laughs> sound come from? Yeah, so that's a Archuria CS80V. Uh, it's like this this synthesizer that the plugin emulates this analog synth mm. that was the synth uh, Vangelis used on the soundtrack of Blade Runner, the entire Blade. Oh. Yeah, uh, so I'm messing around with that. I have that as a plugin, uh, and that's the synth in there. Okay, so I don't use it all the time, but I'll throw it in there every once in a while. I like it. Uh, it's a good synth. Yeah, I use it on that, and I, yeah, I, I like how it turned out. Um, but yeah, that. That track's uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. It, I mostly made it for um, my partner. It's kind of like, all right, you know, <laughs> she has like Muna. Shape. <laughs> it might sound sappy, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> I don't really. I mean, maybe you can tell from these explanations, but there's a level of like meaning I want to give each beat, but at the same time, I kind of like like a lazy or like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe joking vibe. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. keep things comical most of the time. Like, I don't want to, you know, give you like a huge dissertation on mm-hmm. why I made this minute long beat. Like, I made a fucking beat. You know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a dude. Yeah. There's nothing special, you know. No, for yeah. sure, man. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I think very. I think there's very, very, very few of us artists who actually sit down and think like calculate everything. This song's gonna be called this. We gotta tie it into this and that yeah. is over here. You know, like it's just stuff you come up with as you're as you're walking in the studio. You know, but it is interesting because sometimes there is some backstories to what you know we call the tracks and stuff like that. So yeah. where we get the inspiration from. Honestly, though, if you were to look at like my my song names, like you'd be scratching your head. I was looking through them myself last <clears throat> night, and I have one that's called like it's like big R, small W, big O, big E, small L. And I was I was like I was like what was I thinking? <laughs> I was like what, what was I doing here? <laughs> so it's all just like part of the process. I know, yeah. The I've totally album, been in a similar situation. Right? So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the album wraps up with a song, Art de Voir. Art de yeah. Voir, yes. And <laughs> I noticed that this one actually has a music video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk to us about the music video real quick. So that's my friend Aiden. He's getting his hair cut. Uh, it's, <laughs> yes. It's mostly <laughs> another thing. Yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, it's mostly funny. My uh, friend, some friends of mine started this record label called Cas- Cascadia Music Network, and they've been supporting me and Harbor Day and some other artists. Super cool. Um, yeah, I had no creative say in that. They just showed it to me. I was like, this is funny. These are all my friends. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Even though, you know, I've had some mixed reactions to it. Like, ooh, cutting hair, that's like borderline really gross. I've heard. <laughs> what? But, yeah. so, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm mostly this is kind of bad sometimes, but I go with flow, dude. Like, if someone put in work to something, yeah. like, I'm just gonna like respect them, you know, because they made yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, think for you and me both. I think we both think that way <laughs> because, like, 
you know, being artists, being creators, like we know like how difficult it is to make something, you know, and Definitely. how much fun it is to make something as well. And so if someone else did something to put in that work and that effort, it's kind of like, you know, we'll respect, you know, let's, let's, let's push this together. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool music video. I thought it was, I liked the, the angle of the shots, the, the blurry to the focus. I know you didn't have any creative say in it, but props to the guys who made the video. Cause it was, it was well, a yeah. fun thing to watch. Yeah. I, and I didn't prove it. Like, yeah. uh, um, but They've been making some serious videos. Shout out. Seriously cool. Uh, Harbor Day has a video. I'm forgetting the, the title right now. Uh, ooh, uh, no, yeah, I don't have it. Um, but it's a really cool track. You should check out the video they made for him. Yeah, I dude. really like Yep, yep. You know, definitely. I can see they have some really good uh, video skills for sure. Actually, another side note, and obviously I don't think that you or them knew about this. Uh, here in Korea specifically, uh, they have like gr people have like a tradition of if they're going to like a new stage of their life or starting something new, uh, they cut uh -huh. their hair or they get like a new hairstyle oh. or something. So I thought it was, I thought it was kind of fitting. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like the wrap the album up with like the haircut. It was kind of like a new chapter for Ice Cream Cold, like a new sound or That's a new. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so this that makes this, a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. Like even for stuff that we don't know the meaning behind, sometimes <laughs> like it has a subconscious meaning to another person. So I thought I would mention that. Anyway, that yeah. was the last track on the album, and so I was curious. Like, did you make that intentionally as the last track? Obviously, Au Revoir. If I'm not mistaken, that means like farewell. Yes. Okay. Uh, I miss it's misspelled purposefully. Right. Go uh, ahead, explain because well, I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I like having like kind of inside jokes with all yeah. my beats, and now you guys are gonna be in on it. But uh, Bring us I Let's misspelled go. it the first time when it was just like a project file on my computer. I misspelled it. I don't remember how, but <laughs> I think it's normally it's supposed to be spelled A U and then. R E V O I R. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I spelled it like A R E. You know. Yes, I kind of messed up the spelling. Yeah. Yeah. So when I sent the song to to my friend Parker at Cascading Music Records, he was like, "Yeah, so what's the official misspelling of the song?" And so I changed it to that because it's like more intentionally misspelled. Yeah, you're like, you wanted to be misspelled? I'm going to misspell this. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you, if you, it's, that's always better if you make like some kind of small mistake, just like blow it out of proportion to make it, you know, comical, yeah. make it funny. <laughs> but yeah, did, yeah. You, did you make that one intentionally as the ending or because the name was, was Farewell, you wanted to put it as the ending? Like, which was the, how, what was the order for that? That's funny. That song definitely felt like some sort of transitioning happening, like either an intro or an ending. Mm. And I didn't know, frankly, for a long time. Um, but it just ended up working out to be the ending uh, because I knew I, going into the track listing, I knew I wanted uh, Rob to come first mm -hmm. um, because I wanted something that got your attention really quick. Yeah. And, and then like the rest just came like just, trickled down from there sure, uh sure. and then yeah i just i i knew i wanted that to be either the beginning or the so it fit in yeah yeah fantastic yeah no it, it is you made a great choice on the intro and the outro and the songs are spaced really well um one more thing i noticed actually listening through the entire album because i've listened through the entire album maybe four or five times by now i appreciate um, it dude. dude i love it man <laughs> i really love it the way the songs are, are positioned the the tracks and everything uh, a lot of them have very unconventional endings. Some of them just chop yeah. off like in the middle of a beat, and uh, there's different ways to <laughs> end the songs. Like, what is there any per? How do you end a song normally? How do you like to end a song? Yeah, honestly, um, if I'm being completely honest, 
I should probably think more about outros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's really important to uh, always keep learning and never, uh, I mean, just stay humble, basically. Everyone, everyone thinks that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I don't know. I I definitely I think I could learn more about how to end a song. But yeah, no also at the same time I like doing really drastic things, hence the drastic tempo changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Heart, hence the like drastic weird drums and Saita and like the drum song in the beginning. And so sometimes I like to cut it off drastically. So you're just like, Oh, we're here now. Yep. It's over. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it's intentional. I could probably learn to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not complaining. I, mean, I think it's cool. I was curious about that. Obviously, like you said, like outros get a little bit overlooked. A lot of people just say like, eh, song's over. It doesn't matter how I end it. They already listened to it. It's done. You know, but there's different ways to end a track, whether it's cutting it off abruptly or fading it out or slowly breaking down the instruments that you're using to like one instrument. There's yeah. different ways to end a track. So I was Definitely. curious about your thoughts on that. Anyway, the album has released and it's been out for a while now. How do you feel about the about the reactions to the album? I'm curious about. Yeah, those. no. So it's been mostly okay. It's different things. Uh, my friends have been really supportive. Yeah, not. It's kind of always weird because I feel like, especially as in the place I am as a producer, mm-hmm. and in the place most of my peers are, um, it's this weird spot where when you release something, you want it to be, like, oh my god, everyone loves oh, it. Wow, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes numbers, a lot of the time, don't reflect that. And that's a funny thing, you know, because, uh, what do I say this? Like, obviously, you, you would probably want to see numbers day one, but not realistic. And yeah. ultimately, it's it takes a long time for things to flourish unless, you know, unless you put in a ton of money for promotion or, you know, you're lucky or yep. or maybe you just are. It is just super great. And somehow, you know, it's <laughs> you crazy. You get that attention, yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, so... I understand my position in the world and in especially the music world mm-hmm. and I'm pretty happy with how it's received. Like uh yeah, some of my friends have bought the album and wow. some random people like it and Fantastic. that's all I can ask for. Fantastic <laughs> man. Fantastic. Congrats. Yeah. No, I'm glad that other people appreciate it as well because it is such a solid body of work and for us as appreciate artists, it. like we put so much time into our 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 art, you know, we spend so much time on it that it's cool when other people can appreciate it as well. Um, for sure. Uh, so how do you feel creatively for some people when they finish making a project, whether it's an album or an EP or a single, like they feel like, okay, I need to take some break away from the studio. Other people want to jump right back into making music. Where, where are you at creatively on that, on that kind of spectrum? Yeah. So I like to stay really consistent, not in the sense that probably most people are thinking tons of people are like, you need to make beats like every day. If you want to be good every day. As much as you can, like grind time. Let's Three go. Three today for five summers. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, that gets old really fast, and I, I think it's important to do something musically every day. Um, some quick background: my college major is related to audio, civic. So, and honestly, I feel like I'm doing stuff every day, no matter what. Like I don't have a choice. Uh, I'm doing some sound-related stuff, learning about audio and sound every day. Uh, and I feel like that's that's pretty good some days, you know. Um, I mostly like to more focus it instead on learning or, yeah, like read a few articles or watch a few YouTube videos, learn something new. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to, yeah, stay humble, like I said. Uh, 
even you know whatever like i have friends that my producer friend barnes boulevard really like good place as far as uh popularity and Mm -hmm. you know where he wants to be as a musician and he still like is always learning so it's it's just humbled me even seeing how he does and and other artists too Uh, yeah um but as far as right now yeah i I have a few beats that i made uh i probably like four or something like that and maybe i and i have a bunch of uh the cut tracks that i actually i want to do something with them even though they didn't make on here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, some of them are actually completely done and like finished but i just didn't (laughs) put it as a single in a few weeks or something yeah maybe i don't know i also there's other thing with like do i really want to release something right after this like even though i have tracks that i could release like i could but maybe i don't know i it's it's always like a weird debate that mostly i struggle with and no one else needs to care about (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah it it takes time to decide what you want to do with certain projects you know yeah it's it's not uncommon actually i'm not sure how many of the listeners are familiar with this but it's not uncommon for a lot of us producers to make something and not put it out to like a year after it's actually been finished you know like the amount of time between finishing you too right (laughs) exactly man i know for me also like i'll get a song finished and because of other things like whether it's like looking for a label or whether it's like putting the finishing touches on it or i just don't Mm. have an opportunity to like stuff gets delayed you know and so we have products sitting on the shelves like one, sometimes two years before it actually gets released to the public. So it happens. It happens. Also, Riley, I wanted to ask you this because, um, uh, like you mentioned, like your d- major at a university is related mm-hmm. to music. You mm-hmm. make music as a producer. Yeah. I- is that like difficult for you to be around music all the time, or is it rather like a beneficial thing because you you never leave that world? I would I would say it's like the best of both worlds. Um, it keeps me really humble because when you're in a whole like class and school of people who are here to do music and you know, you're doing introductions, say it's like day one mm-hmm. and the guy to your right's like, music is my thing. It's been my thing for this entire. And then the dude to your left saying the same thing. Like you start to realize like, huh, like maybe, you know, maybe it isn't just my thing. Like you start to kind of see like the ocean that you're in. Uh, and it, it humbles you. I mean, I, that's how I respond. Like, all right, like, I don't know that much. Like, I could always learn more. I should just listen and take, you know, because some people will come to these classes and they'll be like, oh, you know, like, I'm I'm this DJ. I play these festivals. So I know how to record, like, a band. I can do that. Like, they're not the same thing at all. Like, you don't know what you're doing. And <laughs> a huge mixer, you know, like, whatever, the Trident board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're not going to be able to record this. Yeah, I think people, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Just stay humble. <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude. No, I agree 100%. It's so it's so interesting that whenever you put in those situations, like it does for me as well, like it makes me turn more inwards. I start becoming more humble. Like, oh, snap. Yeah. Like there's so much I don't know. There's so much room yeah. for growth still. I think yeah. that in our entire lives, like we're always learning and growing as long as we want to <clears throat> because like it's interesting, but here's the way I think about it. Like at this level in our lives, like all we know is this level of stuff. Yeah. But, like, once we get on top of that level, like, there's all this other stuff we can learn. And it keeps, like, building, you know, like, we don't Definitely. know what we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> yeah, so no, no, no. Exactly. So it's important, like, to stay humble and stay hungry because, like, yeah. you know, there's always someone better. There's always something new to explore yeah. and discover. So it is really, really cool. All right, Riley, if I could ask you, please leave a message to the you of one year in the future. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh stay stay consistent as you're as you're doing net fuck i'm saying this so bad uh, <laughs> really. 
keep doing what you're doing. Keep staying humble. It's great. Uh, and music's important. Uh, but, you know, uh, other things are important, too. <laughs> yeah. Stay balanced. Uh, stay balanced. I'm so bad at coming up with shit. I'm, All right, uh, man. Fantastic. Yeah. Just, just so you know, I'm going to be tagging you in one year to show you this video. There so. we go. <laughs> All right, Please. man. As you know already, at the end of every episode, we always do a speed round. I'll ask a very quick question. You give a very quick uh -huh. response. You've done it before. It's going to be an updated version. Uh, we'll compare <laughs> and see how many of the answers are the same and how many are different. Are you ready? Oh, they're going to be different. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Favorite color? Green. Favorite food? Oh, shit. I don't know, but I'm just going to say tough. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Uh, Wednesday, because it's boring. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> movie? Uh, shit. I would probably say Tron, because that's probably what I said. Mm -hmm. and it is. Favorite song at the moment? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, I really like this beat by Swum called Fuji. Okay, fantastic. What's your guilty pleasure? Okay, uh, I've been playing a lot of StarCraft II lately. Oh, wow. <laughs> what countries do you want to visit? Uh, I really want to visit Iceland, and then I've also uh, go back to Japan and Korea, actually. So. Fantastic. What languages do you speak? I mostly speak English, but I took Japanese for a while, so I can speak really shitty Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Name one person alive or dead that you want to have a conversation with. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, famous producer, Riley, think of a famous producer, any famous producer, I would love to talk to them. Fantastic, uh, and how do you want people to think of you? Um, laid back, <laughs> fun loving, I don't know. Fantastic, <laughs> alright. Riley, man, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Is there any last words you want to say to the audience listening? Um, actually, dude, uh, I want to do a shout out to Ben. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks. Your work is amazing. I don't think you get enough credit. Yeah. Hey man, I appreciate that. No, I love, I love sharing people's stories. So I'm just really appreciative of you to jump on here. Walk us through every single track. That was incredible, man. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Now, every time I go back to listen to the album, I'm going to know all the behind the scenes stories. It's going to have that much more meaning to me. Guys, you have to listen to it. You really, really have to listen to it. Uh, I'm going to be giving the links in the description box, throw some of the music on the background. You guys already know it's it's completely awesome. I don't lie to you guys, and you know that. So please check out Ice Cream Colt. Give him some support. Give him some love. And I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Take care and goodbye. <laughs>